Hey, this is Jeff Turner from the Orlando Magic, and you're listening to Penny for Your Thoughts, the Orlando Magic UK podcast. Now over to Jarrett, Mikey, and Paul. Kapaya! <laughs> Hey, Magic fans, and welcome to Penny for Your Thoughts, the uh, podcast of the, of the Orlando Magic UK. This is episode number 79, and as always, joined by the Welsh Valley's wizard, Garant Jones. How you doing, mate? I'm good, thank you, mate. I tell you what, we didn't even get to talk about the football last week, about the uh, the World Cup potential group, did we? I know, right. exciting, it's, isn't uh, it? It's going to be very exciting, England, Scotland... And uh, America. <laughs> <laughs> very good, very good. I'm going, Angus <laughs> and Barry will want me to be supporting Team Scotland, mate. And I've got relatives who are Scottish as well. Uh, so I've... <laughs> and, and it's uh, just going to be funny. To... It'll be all right. And it's going to be funny to see how many other teams Garrett's going to be wearing this year. <laughs> How many other nationalities are you going to claim this year? Hey? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right, as long as the mean. US and Wales qualify from that group, I'm happy. You can have third. There you go. Oh, <laughs> right, that, that playoff um, potential between yourself and Scotland is it's going to be an exciting game if it go if it if that's the way it goes. It would be a very, very exciting game. Real interesting. So, uh, Mikey, how are you, mate? I'm doing very well, thank you. It's uh, the yep. end of the season. We're all pleased it's all it's all over. Oh, and uh, really, yeah. <laughs> Just what, did you fancy the, obvious. In the two games of this season? Not, not particularly. I'll be honest <laughs> with you. Um, Another eight to two games of development. Oh, mate. I mean, yeah. What what can you say to that? No, it's uh it's done, it's dusted. We can put it behind us. We've got the lottery in the draft to look forward to. We've got a long summer to get our, our asses in shape, ready for our holiday in October when we're all over for next season. Garrett, yes. especially. The daily um, press ups and all that sort of thing. No, you know, right. Garrett, do you know what a press up is? No. no. You'll have to explain <laughs> to me. <laughs> hey, we've got to look. You've got to look good when you're in Typhoon Lagoon. Beach ready, mate. Yeah, I can I know. Will, you have the, a will you have a? Mate, no. Come on, I'm, <laughs> I'm imagining that you're a pair of uh, Welsh flag speedos. <laughs> I was just going to say that. <laughs> well, Welsh flag budgie smugglers. <laughs> <laughs> I, I might do that for a laugh. No, yeah. yeah. The old banana, the old banana hammock, eh? <laughs> I can see you stood there giving it all that side of the water, putting out the vibe. I tell, I tell you what, if if uh, if a Scotland if Scotland beat Wales, do you have a forfeit and each wear a Scottish pair? Eh? No, 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 no. In fact, let's forfeit. Hang on, George's Cross. Oh yeah, let, yeah, but let's be honest. Nobody really needs to see that, do they? <laughs> let's be honest. Oh no, sorry, G. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I feel like we're bullying you, mate. Yeah, a little, little bit, little bit. It's all right. I can take it. He's, he's quiet. He's normally a bit faster with his responses. He's not. <laughs> has it been a long day, pal? It has been a long day. It has been. It's been a long season, like Mikey said. But um, yeah, happy to get a W last night. So uh, I'm sure we'll yeah, get to absolutely. that in a second. 
Yeah, absolutely. Should we get into it then? Okay, as always, we'll do a quick roundup of the news and uh, a weekly recap. So, first of all, Magic signed Devon Kennedy uh, to an undisclosed contract on, was it Sunday night? I think it was Sunday night we signed him, wasn't it? Uh, no, uh, Saturday night, wasn't it? Saturday. Saturday. Um, good to see the guy get an opportunity. Um, I think his place certainly merited uh, being given a contract after his 10-day ran out. Um, hopefully we see him have an impact um, with his three-point shooting during next season. Certainly helps space the floor for us. Gee, happy with that? Happy with Queen? Yeah. Yeah, I, I like what the organisation's done there and they've rewarded him for his hard work and dedication to getting back, you know, on the floor and, you know, to get back on the floor that the injury occurred as well. Um, and he's been killing it for, for Lakeland. So um, very happy to see uh, Devin get an opportunity. Um, and I think I said this a couple of weeks, so I'd, I'd like him to get that two-way. I know it's a bit early, um, but I think he's deserving of at least a two-way deal next year with us. Yeah. So uh, fingers crossed that does happen. At least a two-way, absolutely. And now, before we go any further, I want to do a shout-out to uh, one of our followers, Andrew, Andrew Hornsby. Um, he messaged our group the other day, didn't he? The on, on via the Facebook messenger, say, I know it's been a long season, uh, not the best season for the Magic, but he wanted to tell us that on his NBA 2K22, he's won as the Magic all eight two games and he's in the playoffs. Um, so, a bit of something that we've actually had good news, and uh, let's see if uh, we can emulate that next season. G, are you still playing um, 2K? I am still playing 2K, um, but my game mode, I'm actually playing the my team element of it, just trying to uh, rack up the magic players from the past. You know, I'm a, a stickler for a lot of the 90s players, Nick, Penny, Shaq, um, you know, T-Mac in the noughties. So I, I've been trying to better my team. For You know, it's like the ultimate team in FIFA. So you basically pick your favourite players. So I need, to, I need to get back to playing, you know, the franchise mode like Andrew has been, um, and I'll see how I get on. But uh, I don't think I've got time for 82 games. I might be playing a, a shortened version, I think. <laughs> Wait, I was in 82 games, 82 wins. I mean, I'm, I'm not going to pretend I am too old for computer games now. There's far too much to remember. They're far too complicated. I want. Um, I was fine with old Sonic the Hedgehogs and stuff like that where it was just X, Y and Z man. one, two and three and all those sorts of things enough I could do them could do them Tetris but now it's like so, so much it's too much Snake. to remember oh mate yeah yeah absolutely I was I was, I was actually a generation of Space Invaders Asteroids and Pac-Man that was that was that was where I was that's where I'm, su- I'm surprised they even have computer games when you were young uh, oh listen, <laughs> listen. although do, I'm not going to lie I, I, we did we did I was around for the uh, for the first ones coming in and uh, the old bing 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 that, that sort of uh, table cool. football job yeah that was uh, that was that was my first experiences and I'm not going to lie but, yeah, uh, hey, there we go days, Paul Absolutely, mate. Absolutely. You're no longer playing, are you, Mikey? On the no. I've actually got my Xbox up for sale. If anybody wants a cheap Xbox, <laughs> <laughs> I'll give you the opportunity to plug it's, it there, mate. Genuinely, it's just been sat there for, for over a year, just sat there gathering dust. I was like, I may as well get rid of it and uh, help pay for a ticket in, in October, won't it? <laughs> Absolutely, pal. 
Absolutely. So let's get back to the games. We played New York this week on uh, Sunday. Loss of 118 to 88. Poor shooting night. We'll move on. Uh, then we had um, Cleveland Cavaliers <laughs> visitors on Wednesday. Uh, 115 to 120 win. Um, eight Orlando, Orlando players made double-figure scoring. Um, it was really solid team performance. Uh, enjoyed watching that one. I thought it was an entertaining game to watch. Then we travelled up. You know what, mate? I had a meltdown. <laughs> Moving on. I don't know what you're referring to. <laughs> I really don't know what you're referring to. Moving on. I think there was a certain, somebody didn't enjoy the result. Um, felt that we weren't doing things right. But hey, this is what it's all about, isn't it? Difference of opinions. Everybody can have their own views of things. There's no right or wrong answer. But, she was uh, kicking I, I right was happy off. To see, I was happy to see <laughs> his win. I enjoyed the win. I think you should celebrate the wins when we get them, regardless. I think there was. I still think there's value to those games. We've discussed this many and many a time, haven't we? Then we went up to Charlotte um, and came away with our backsides being handed to us. Really, one hundred eight. Uh, sorry, one hundred one to one twenty eight. Absences, fouls, turnovers. They really did for us. It wasn't uh, a great one, but I imagine that. Uh, Lewis was very happy of uh, our guest from last week uh, at that result. Did he message you afterwards? No, he, did. he hasn't gloated. So fair play. Really? Yeah, I know. I you, I know. Now, you wouldn't have been the same way, would you? That's <laughs> no, absolutely <laughs> You'd have been straight not. off. No. Keyboard worrying. <laughs> yeah, yeah, trolling. Then, trolling? Then we finished not even trolling. trolling. I can't believe that, <laughs> you, mate. Can't well, believe that, you. <laughs> and then we finished the season last night um, with a 111-125 win over the state and conference and division rivals, the number one seed, the Miami Heat, which I think we all rather enjoyed, regardless of whether um, it was effectively two G League teams playing one another. Um, Markel Fultz got his career high in assists. Uh, with 15 in the game, that's that's where the value comes for me. Players getting the opportunity to develop themselves again. And the Magic matched a franchise record of three-pointers made in a game by hitting 23. Mikey, did you enjoy watching? Or were you just highlights? Uh, no, no, I, I genuinely watched the game. He did watch it. And, uh, really? I spoke to him and he was, he, was, he was watching it earlier. I spoke to him. And, and genuinely earlier, I was I was listening to uh, Jonathan and Luke on the Sixth Man Show before we jumped on recording, and uh, they were talking about this, talking about how we should never actually really bring up again that we uh, tied the franchise record because it was the 0-9 team that went to the finals that that set this record. And if anybody in the next ten years looks back and they're like, "Oh, I wonder what the record was back then," and you look at the two teams, I mean, like, this team is shocking compared to that. It's just like just 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 say it that the 2009 team set the record and just be at that but yeah it was um it was a good game to watch but more importantly we had some uh uk contingent our uh our very own gary and connell were there uh paul who's another uk magic fan yeah uh sent us a message to say he was in the arena as well so uh i'm pleased that they all got to see the magic get a dub um and finish the season off on a positive note absolutely paul absolutely and then our own news. Uh, we are going to host again a virtual draft lottery and draft watch party. Mikey, what can you tell us about that so far? 
not nothing at the moment. No, joking. Um, I've, uh, <laughs> you told me to say. <laughs> <laughs> I did. I did. Uh, so we're, we're going to have an events page on the uh, website, orlandomagicuk.com, which I'll be putting up tomorrow um, with a few details. But basically the same as last year, uh, we'll be on Zoom live with uh, other UK Magic fans. We'll all be watching the lottery and the draft. Uh, unfold together when they happen on the 17th of May and the 26th of June, I want to say, roughly. Uh, it's, all on the, it's all on our schedule page. On the, exactly. On the so, uh, so we'll be signed in. We'll uh, hopefully get some uh, guests on from the Magic to drop in and, and say hello and we can fire some questions in. We had Dan Savage at the draft last year. We had various other people. Dante Hank made an appearance. In, Dante. Uh, the guys at the sixth man show did sixth their watch show, party. Yeah. Uh, uh, Harry Buffalo, they they jumped on and said hello as well. So uh, yeah, if you uh, want to grab a beer and I'll call it beverage and uh, join us for the draft lottery, uh, just go to orlandomagicuk.com forward slash events. Uh, the details will be on there. Um, I'll put a contact, sorry, a sign up form on there. Just put your details and email address and then the day of I'll send all the links out for uh, Zoom and we can uh, hopefully watch Magic get the number one pick. Please support today's episode and visit the official NBA store EU or Fanatics uh, using the official links, uh, sorry, the affiliate links uh, in the description on this podcast. Shop the latest NBA gear and Orlando Magic merchandise, including jerseys, shorts, t-shirts, all available with international delivery. Use the discount code MAGICUK10 at the uh, checkout for 10% off your entire order or use a live discount code that may be on the website because uh, they can be better for you. We're not we're not going to call you for doing that, but please do note some exclusions may apply. By supporting us, it just helps what we do and uh, you can find all the links on the website also as well as in the podcast cast description right we are now joined by this week's guest um very very passionate magic fan from uh, winter park in orlando uh set up the magic facebook group orlando magic for life and it's now just expanded uh to instagram as well welcome david david link how you doing oh i'm doing good thank you guys for uh, letting me come on the show i've listened to you guys before you guys do a great job and you know before I saw that podcast, I never knew the how huge you guys of a fan base we have in the UK, which is awesome. Yeah, oh man, it's it, it's something that never ceases to surprise us. But uh, you know, we've we've got guys who are sitting up at two, three in the morning watching the games live. Um, I would do that incredible. too. I, I would do that too. Wherever I lived, if I lived here, UK, the middle of nowhere, I would. I'm dedicated to my team. Leave, leave and, the blue. Uh, <laughs> Good man, that's what we like to hear. Now, David, just out of interest, where did your magic fandom come from? Obviously, you are a Florida guy, but uh, where did it start? When did it start? And how? Well, I would say it... when I was little, I probably when I was five, back when we had the team of uh, Horace Grant, uh, Anthony Hardaway, Shaq, you know, uh, was it Dennis 3D, Dennis Scott? Now, those guys were all some of my favorite players when I was growing up in the beginning and how good we were in the beginning. We made it to the 95 finals, which I thought we should have won. Um, and it, dude, just from there, and then little Penny was, you know, one of my favorite little commercials and the little guy was, you know, voiced by Chris Rock was pretty cool. 
And yeah, I just I just loved him since I was five, and I know the pain and the suffering and you know the joy of being a Magic fan. It's not easy because you know we've been through ups and downs. And once we lost Shaq, I was like, ah, oh, darn it, Shaq. I, you know, I don't give him that much flack anymore because I watched that thirty for thirty on ESPN. You know, he wanted to stay. It was how young our team was as an organization. They pretty much didn't know what they what they were doing at the beginning. And then we got Dwight Howard, the number one pick. Even better than Tracy McGrady, one of my all-time favorite you know players. So we've had a lot of good players. So that's why I'm a huge fan. I've been one since I was little, and you know, it's just you know, bleed the blue. You know, I'm a real fan, not one of those bandwagon fans. I hate those type of fans. Those fans are anyway, absolutely, absolutely. How often do you get to the games? Well, actually, the before I went to the, the, these last five games, the, the when I wanted to go see the Timberwolves play, that was my first game in 12 years, actually. My first game, yeah, I know. First game since the arena opened up in 2010. Wow. Okay, man. But yeah, so since That's then, I've, I've been to five games now. But now, next year, I'm going to be going to a lot. I'm going to have season tickets for the uh, for the 20, was it the 22, 23, or the 23, 24 season, whatever it is. I'll have season tickets for that. So That's I'll be nice. posting more stuff on my, my Facebook and my Instagram, which I started yesterday. That's sweet. Sweet, mate. Mikey. So carrying on from that then, David, how, can you tell us a bit more about like some of your magic favourites? So players, some of your favourite highlights from the team, jerseys, what's, what's up see, there for you? One of my all-time favourites would have been the heart hustle season when Doc Rivers was our head coach, when we, we, where we missed the playoffs by one game. Oh, it was so you know hard to see that how hard we played that year. We, we, we never gave up. We always played hard. We were the team no one wanted to face because, you know, really we probably shouldn't have been that good that year in that first year. Doc Rivers was our head coach. But we had Daryl Armstrong. We had – who else was on that team? I can't, I can't even – it's been so long since that, since that team. I can't even remember who was on that team. I know Daryl Armstrong, Outlaw, Outlaw, you know, those, those guys. Garrity, Ron Mercer, yeah. Yeah, those two. Dude, we should have uh, – one, one game, I don't know what we would have done in the playoffs. I think we could have surprised some teams, got a few games in that first round. And if we would have made it, but you know, that was some of my one of my favorite seasons. And then when we got Tracy McGrady, I loved him. Um, you know, I loved Grant Hill when he was healthy. You know, I wish he would have been healthy for the whole seven years he was with us. Mm-hmm. You know, once he left, he was he never missed a game for Phoenix, which like, blows mm-hmm. my mind. You know, he missed all the game for us, but he stays healthy after he leaves. It's that's that's Orlando's luck, you know, and so. Then we got Dwight Howard, one of my all-time favorites. You know, he was until he threw our organization under the bus when he cried his way out of town because he's the big baby. I was so mad that he won a championship with LA. Ugh. I wanted us to get the team to get it first before him, man. It was oh, I'm so salty about that. Oh uh, yeah. And then you know, I would say one of my coolest mo- memories of being a Magic fan is uh, Doc Rivers wasn't our head coach anymore, but I saw him downtown Winter Park. And I was waiting to go see the the Dark Knight, the Dark Knight, and he was in line to see that movie. And I remember I had just bought a basketball, so I ran back to my car and got him to sign my basketball. I told him he was one of my all time favorite coaches, and he coached one of the best Magic teams ever in the Heart and Hustle season. That's awesome. That's a cool moment, man. That's cool. Very good. And what's your favorite jersey there? Uh... Oh. All-time favorite is the pinstripes, man. They should go back to those. I don't know why they don't. You know, those are the classics. The pinstripes should be the only jerseys we wear. You know, I do like the, this year's city edition with the orange ones. Uh, part of my uh, season tickets, I got a Franz 
Wagner uh, 22 jersey of the city edition. I think has was pretty cool with the colors and how it says, yeah. why not us, why not now on the side as it's pinstripes. And those ones are pretty cool. So the pinstripes the, the, and the, uh, the city edition from this year are pretty cool. Awesome. Um, so obviously you're a family man and you got to take your son to his first Magic game uh, this past week. How was that experience for you? Tell us about it. Oh, it was amazing. I always said if I ever have a son or a daughter that I would take them to a Magic game and have them be a Magic fan. So when I was able to get the season tickets, you know, and I got, you know, the first some tickets from work and he was able to go, it was amazing. You know, we sat up in the, the, the top section. I think it was like the 211 area, something like that. And it was amazing. He, he loved it. And it was just great to be there with him, see the smiles on his face, seeing him saying defense, defense, giving me high fives. When we dunked and made threes and I was telling him how the game works, telling him how it's four quarters, 12-minute quarters, and telling each player who they were. And just getting him to be a Magic fan was was awesome. He's, I can't wait to take him to more games. It's uh, Having a kid is like one of the coolest things ever. Made, you know, it's one's life that, that bring a person to the world and, you know, help them learn and learn new things and be excited for matching games or basketball or any kind of sport. And it was awesome. You know, it was, and then we were able to go on the floor for the mat for the fan of the game. You know, the next game we went to, we went as a family, we were able to go do the fan of the game. Uh, my ticket lady said, do you want to be fan of the game? Like, heck yeah, I want to be fan of the game. So we were down there. And I forgot what his name is. Our, our hype guy, the, the DJ guy, I don't forget what his name is, but he does a great job. And uh, we strong. Kept, yeah, yeah, we kept strong. it down. Five, four, three, two, one, and you know, go magic. And the the, the guy even named my son's uh, even he named he introduced all of us, and he even introduced my son's uh, best friend, which is a little stuffed monkey named Jojo. He introduced him to the crowd as well, which I thought was hilarious. I definitely feel you about trying to get your kids involved, though, because uh, Garrett and me have both got young 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 kids ourselves and my daughter's two and a half and this week she's just started to turn around and go magic that's my team i was like yeah it started she's going to bed with the little baby stuff every night she's oh uh, yeah my she's, son just, we got him, we got him one of those too the, the stuff he, yeah. he loved it best mascot in the nba you know, usually 100%, every year. yeah 100% so uh so you just told us about the experience about being the family of the game fan of the game have you got any other experiences you can think of that any cool experience you've had in the past going to magic games uh i would say not probably at a game i've been to a few games in my life and then i would say going to this year's draft party was pretty awesome because i, I know we're all bummed as magic fans having some of the well the three best odds of getting the number one pick and we got the fifth pick because, you know, the draft of the basketball gods must hate Orlando for some reason. And we get the fifth pick, you know, and we're all like, oh, the fifth pick. We're so – and the basketball gods helped us a little bit. You know, we got, uh, you know, Jalen Suggs, and we all learned that we got him and the whole crowd. I've never heard the crowd that excited before in a long time when we found out we were getting Jalen Suggs. And then we got Wagner and find out that he's really good. And what I really love is how salty the – for some reason the – the, the trucker fans are like you took your guy. I, I love the quotes that I get from our, our, our guys at the six man show. They're always saying, dude, stop, get off, get off our, 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 our butts, man. You, you picked your guy. You picked Scotty Barnes at four. So why are you always giving us a hard time? Oh, look, 
we got Scotty Barnes. Like, yeah, because you picked them, you idiots. You know, seriously, we got we got our guy. You got your guy. Deal with it. We we love our guy. You obviously loved your guy because you picked him before. Yeah, he's doing better than our guy right now, but I believe our guy in the long run is going to be an amazing player. It might even go above Scotty Barnes. Yeah. yeah. I think there's huge potential with Jalen. Yeah, huge. huge I, I'm there with you on, on Jalen's potential. He had a few injuries that derailed his uh, – right when he was starting to get it. And he, you know – but once he came back from injury, he was killing it. Yeah. Um, so tell us, in setting up the Facebook group, Magic for Life, what was the motivation there? Uh, I would say the motivation is uh, I don't see too many fan groups and or a podcast about our team because no one really, unless you live in Orlando or you guys, no one really talks about the Magic. And, you know, so I wanted a place for more Magic fans to get together and post whatever they want about the Magic, talk about the Magic. And so I created Orlando Magic for Life for that reason because you know we need more we need more stuff for the magic because we don't get no love from the nba we don't get no love from espn we don't get love from anyone unless you're a mat a magic fan because we've been bad for so long and which i don't get because there's teams who've been just as bad as we are for several years like the houston rockets the detroit pistons they're all been just as bad as we are but they get you know national televised games and mm. they get you know love from espn we don't so I thought we needed another fan page to go out there. And we're almost up to 800 members. I know a few of you guys, I think yeah. you guys, some of you guys are on the page, you know, which I, which yeah. I appreciate, you know, and I love using that as well to promote all the podcasts. I listen to your guys' podcast. I listen to the six man show podcast. And I also listen to the ozone podcast, the three yeah. and locked on magic. Oh, you guys, y'all do a great job. No, thank you. And we appreciate what you do on, on the Facebook group, uh, you know, in promoting us and, and the Magic themselves. But second part of the question, um, do you sometimes look through Magic Facebook and just have a little bit of a laugh at some of the takes and the trades that people put together? Dude, yes. That's some of the things they say on Facebook are hilarious, man. I, I just don't know where people get some of these trades and some of these scenarios and how they... Some people are like saying that Franz Wagner is not a really good player. I'm like, what are you talking about? He's like one of our most consistent players, and he's not the best. In my opinion, he's one of the top three rookies. And I'm trying to say he's not. The things they say on Facebook, Twitter, any social media is just, uh, it's just, it's just. I should sit back and laugh at all of it because it's, it's our, our fans are ridiculous. We we want a lot of stuff. We want to be we want to be good, but yet we cry all the time. A lot of the fans just cry. It's, I just don't get it's, it. It's just, <laughs> Be happy that our team's playing, that we're building towards something. I saw they one this really, week. They really don't know, in my opinion. I saw one this week that I, I sent to the guys. I just had to respond. It wasn't on Facebook. It was actually on Twitter this time. But uh, somebody had actually tagged Jalen in to say that um, he'd let the magic down, the city, he'd let the city down. We weren't proud of him. Um, and he should just go now. It was like, <laughs> what? <laughs> What? Dude, that guy is killing it for the city, man. That guy is bleeding the blue right now. Especially that game against what was it? We played the uh was it the Bulls that one game where he was he made that dunk and he, he put his hand across it. Yeah, we're Orlando, that's right. We're Orlando, we're here. Dude, that guy is loving that he got picked by Orlando. I don't think yeah, I don't think he would want to go anywhere else. You know, he was ecstatic that he got he dropped the five that we were the ones who picked him up. He, he knows that this city will love him just as much as, you know, he loves us. So that's what I he's think. Want, you can see he's wanting the arena to become 
a cauldron as well. He's wanting the fan base yeah, want, to get behind the team and be loud. Yeah, I want our I want our fans to be like that because our fans want to complain that we get no love or no you know everything, but they don't ever go to the games. Every time I go to a game, I see more fans than the other team. It's, it, it boggles my mind. It makes me very angry because you know, like the Knicks game. I thought it was at Madison Square. I thought it was at Madison Square Garden that Nick game. It was all Nick yeah. fans. Every time they would dunk, it was cheers. Like you know, like we were at Madison Square Garden. I'm like you got to be kidding me right now. It was, How was it, it last night? How was last it last night, night with the Heat? Last night there were two, there were some there were more fans from the Magic I believe last night because it was fan appreciation night. But most of the time it's more of the other team's fans, which I, I hate so much. Like, I just you know. Our fans need to come out to the games if they can and represent and show the NBA that we're a city that believes in our team. We're a team that can grow and be a culture of winning and a fan base that that is you know believes in their team. Because right now, that's one of the reasons why I think we don't get anything from anyone because we we don't show it. That's a bad point. When we so, start when we start winning again, it'll change. I mean, yes, oh, I know. Well, I, the mid two thousands, it was great. You know, exactly, exactly. I've I've been watching uh, uh, Paul. I know this Kyle from View from the Gypsies on YouTube this week. Yeah. He went to he went to the Nets versus the Bucks at the Barclays Center earlier. Uh, I think it was last week, I believe. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, he was walking around the Barclays Center, and he said it was just heaving. It was just shoulder to shoulder, full of full of Nets fans and he said I remember when the Amway Centre was like this when Dwight was there and uh, when we start winning Magic fans will show out but uh, we need them to show out now <laughs> they, they need to show up no matter what true fans need to show up for when we're winning when we're losing when we're rebuilding that's what fans are for they're there to support their team no matter what well that's uh, something we're looking forward to because we're back for well I'll, I'll be there for opening night of, uh, oh, I'll be season. there for over the well, so I'll, maybe I'll see you there. Yeah. Hey, David, it's a date. It's a date, man. <laughs> <laughs> definitely meet up. Definitely meet up. And Mikey and Garant, they arrive uh, just a week after. after. I think about a week after. Twenty-seven. Oh, yeah. After. Yeah. So it's, it's going to be loud and proud from the UK side of things. Bleeding true blue. Well, yeah, I know That's you guys good. are loud and proud, you know, because I see you guys on here all the time, and you know, on your page. Well, I follow the page as well, not just the the podcast. So you guys, this fan page as well. I think I follow it as well. Yes, Good man. Good amazing. But with that season being over, mate, are you uh, still going to be watching the the NBA? Are you watching the playoffs? I'll probably watch a few playoffs. You know, maybe I I'll watch you know Miami lose because I really don't like that team, and uh, I think they're going to lose. I think they're going to lose in the first round. They're a bunch of posers, man. You know, they couldn't even bring their, they couldn't even play their, their 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 last game of the season with their their players, man. They were scared. They were scared they were going to lose to us with, with our players. If they would have played their their starters and we would have beaten them, they would have never heard the end of it. That's what it was. They were scared. Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler, Jimmy Butler didn't want nothing of us, man. He was like, "Oh no, I don't want that team. We lose to them. I'll never hear that from everybody." Fake right, tough guy. Fake tough guy, man. <laughs> <laughs> I know you think that, don't you, Jake? You're not a fan, are you? Oh yeah, no, no. Him, Lowry, not, not yeah. a fan. Oh man, Lowry, especially because all, all that guy does is, you know, he's a dirty player. He'll, he'll knock you out, man, and then injure you like he did AG, you know, last year in the play, in the, in the, when we went two years ago in the playoffs. In the bubble. You know, yeah. In the bubble. Yeah. In the bubble. Yeah. In the bubble. Ridiculous, man. 
who are you hoping wins? Who would you, who would you like to win? Is there anybody? Oh, that you I, um, I don't know. That's a toss up. There's a lot of good teams this year. You know, I think maybe the Bucks could maybe get back there. Um, let's see. I don't know, man. This teams this year are so like tight. You know, especially in the West. You know, it's a tough one to choose who's going to win. I have no idea. I just know that teams are going to be in there. They're going to play hard. The the one team I'm pretty laughable about that they're probably not going to make even the playing game is LeBron and the Lakers. Man, what a bunch of what a bunch of jokes. The the Los Angeles. We, Theatrics we've been celebrating it. We've been celebrating the fact that they've that they've uh, just nosedived, loving yeah, it. Yeah, when I when loving I saw they, they put that team together and had all those old farts on their team, that they should rename their team the Los Angeles Geriatrics. That's seriously, it was a bunch <laughs> of old times that were past their prime. I don't think any of us actually felt that it was going to be a really successful recipe. No, and West, and Too Westbrook many was a terrible, terrible Westbrook. Yes, he's a good player, but it was a terrible fit for that team. All he is is a stat stuffer. He's never going to win a championship unless he, you know, stops trying to get his stats. That's all he wants is his stats. You know, Mr. Triple Double. And according to things, uh, our former coach, Frank Vogels, took the uh, fall for it all today, hasn't he? Yeah, well, that's because they had that league, way out. They played in the bubble, and that was like a cakewalk, right? They, that's how they won that championship. The bubble was like super easy to play in. So, gee, I'm going to ask you, mate. Who are you? Who are you going for? Who do you? Who do you want to win out of the teams that are left? Okay. Well, first of all, I want to echo what David said, and I'm so glad the Los Angeles Lakers are out. I also <laughs> want to add that their their organization is totally classless in what they did to Frank Vogel um, in the yeah. Adrian Wojnarowski um, mentioned yesterday that he would he'd lost his job. Um, what? That oh, that's come out. terrible. Yeah, it's and like, that's since come out today that he has lost his job. So, you know, classy organization there in Los Angeles. They yeah, run. So, that's not, that's um, not his fault that they, sorry, that wasn't no. his fault that they lost. They're just a terrible put together team by their management. Yep. Yeah, yeah that's, the, that's the GM. So um, I just want to get that in there because my my liking of the Los Angeles Lakers uh, is very well known. Um, hating of the moment. Um, anyway, so I would like Denver to. I would like Denver to come out of the West. Um, I don't know. I just kind of like the way they play. Um, I'd like Aaron Gordon to, to um, you know, and um, support Jokic. And hopefully, I don't know if they're going to get the uh, the other two guys, Porter, back. And um, what's the other one? Jamal, Jamal Mom. Murray. I, I yep. don't know if they're going to be back, but I'd like Denver to come out of the West. And then for the East, um, I don't really like many of the teams there. Um, obviously got a little my friend uh, Lewis obviously was on the podcast last week he's a Charlotte yeah. fan so I'd like Charlotte to do well but I can't see them getting out the play-in um, so with that said I would like Brooklyn to win the East just because that will mean the Boston Celtics will be getting knocked out in round one uh, oh, I'm all for that so and then hopefully the Miami Heat will be going uh, fishing very soon after and that'll get rid of the Lakers the Celtics and the Heat and then I am happy, whoever. Yeah, we those teams are garbage, man. I'm there with you there, buddy. Uh, I like to see Mucevic play well, you know, because yeah. he deserves it, man. I want to see him do well in the playoffs because, you know, he deserves to go as far as he can because that's a class guy right there. Man. I was so sad when we yeah. got rid of when we trade him. Uh, that, that morning of the of the trade deadline was like, I didn't think they're going to they're gonna pull the trigger on him, man. I was like, oh, it's just hit me in, the, hit me in my heart, man. Just, Arrow came down and stabbed me, man. I was like, ah, 
was it was hard. That's it was hard to see him go. Yeah, he well, was that's emotional where I am. Too. I'd, he I'd he like to see Chicago do well. He was sad to leave too, man. Yeah, but that's where I am. I'd, I'd like to see Chicago do well. Um, just on just on on Vooch. Um and out the west, I'd actually like to see Phoenix get back there. Um, I've, yeah. you know, I've always I, liked. I've, I've had. I've, I'll, I think Alfred is a nice guy. Um, underrated as far as what he did with us a little bit. Still up there in some of our yeah. all-time lists. So hey, I'll, I'll I'll be happy to see Phoenix and Chicago do quite well. Yeah, Phoenix Mikey, has what a, about you? Uh, I, I, again, I would like. I was saying Phoenix has our player that we should have drafted, Devin Booker. The, he he thought he was coming to Orlando. Two interviews with Orlando, they didn't pick him. Yeah, <laughs> so, yeah there goes. Such is such is life, hey, Mikey. What about you, mate? Um, I would like to see Milwaukee repeat. That would be out, out of the East. Um, I think it's either Milwaukee or the Nets. I can't. I don't think Miami are good enough to beat either of them in seven. Um, no, either. I, I just don't see it. Um, and overall, I, I I would like to see Phoenix back, but I I was, I'm still pulling for Ja Morant. I want to see Ja Morant win it all this year because he's been superb. Um, yeah, I, I can't believe this. I can't believe the stat where he's leading the league in points in the paint above players like Jokic, Embiid, Yanis. He's he's it's crazy. The guy's only six foot three hundred, what ninety pounds or something like that for a guy to to have that sort of size to do what he's doing is incredible. But yeah, uh, the kid, the kid's I, a beast. The kid's I a just, beast. I I just think Phoenix probably have the edge though just based on they've got the experience of already getting to the finals and having blown a two a two game lead in the finals last year they probably uh, they probably learned from that so it might it might give them a bit more edge this year yeah I agree on yeah. that one yeah. I agree on that I thought yeah. they're going to win last year when they had that lead now David before we let you go because I know you've got to get back to work man one has actually one question about this season, so um, which is something that I'm going to ask Mikey and Garant in a little bit. Who are your who's your Magic MVP for this season? Who do you think you know, well, go your you top got, three, man? Yeah, yeah, I know you guys. You said that thing for you for the the top three. My top three would probably be Franz Wagner, uh, Wendell Carter Jr., and Cole Anthony. Cole Anthony, I would say, was our MVP for the first half of the season. That first, yeah. like, 20-some, yeah. 20, 25, like, 25 games, he was averaging almost, almost 20 a game. He was leading the offense, and he was, you know, getting rebounds, shooting awesome from the three and from the mid-range. And he was he was, the, he was, the, he was our guy for that first 20-some, like, what, it was, like, 25 games or so. And then that middle half was uh, Wagner when he won Rookie of the Year Rookie of the year. He should win rookie of the year. My, he, he should, should win, win yeah. <laughs> the rookie of the, rookie of the month for December, and that was showing everyone that that kid is the was sorely overlooked by all the draft analysts. And he, because when we picked him in that draft, everyone was like, ah, at the draft party, like, ah. and he, he that guy, Orlando loves that guy now. That guy is a, a beast. He can he can shoot. He can pass. He can rebound. He makes all the right cuts. He's a dunk machine. And then Wendell Carter Jr. near the right after he won Rookie of the Month, and then he, then uh, Wendell Carter Jr. really started showing everyone why he was so sorely high picked, you know, from out of Duke. And I think he's now showing, you know, the Bulls that they made a mistake 
getting rid of him or and giving up on him because that guy can shoot, play awesome defense, rebound, yeah. shooting great from the three, and he's going to be – I'm glad that we, we signed him up for that four-year extension. He's worth all the money we're giving him. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks, Chicago. <laughs> yeah, yeah thanks Chicago. Chicago did great. He, he, we got Wendell and we got Franz from him from that pick. And we've still got another pick to come from that trade. I know, no, I know. The uh, it's, it's the the gift that keeps on giving. Hey, absolutely. And one <laughs> other thing, man. One other thing, I really want to ask you. We've spoke about it on the pod previously. Whereabouts are you on uh, Jamal Mosley on his first season? How do you think the coach has done? I think he did a good job, best he could, with a young team. Um, he's young himself. He's a rookie head coach, and I think he'll be a really good coach. And hopefully, it's with us for the foreseeable future. But if not, I think he'll be a great coach for a long time in the NBA, whether with us or another team. Because he was—he definitely got better midway through the season of getting his uh, his uh, rotations down and what what he needed to do to win, and getting this team motivated to keep them checked in. Because if it was, if we would have done this whole season with Clifford, I would have been. Um, dreadful season, you know, you know, to deal with even more so than it already was because he was just all about, you know, nah, he didn't want to be here. So I'm just glad we had somebody who wanted to be here to teach our young players, and he taught them really well. We had a lot of growth this year in our players, and I think he's, he did a great job. Yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm with you, man. I'm with you. But Dave, I want to say thank you very much for coming on. We really appreciate your time. It's been fantastic having you on. You've been somebody we've wanted to get on for a while. Um, oh, where about people that, find you on your socials? Where's your socials uh, at, mate? Uh, well, I just created the the new one for the the page, which is Orlando Magic for Life '89. You know, '89 for the year with the Magic came to the league. Um, there's, all, there's not much on there right now because I only put like three posts. I started like yesterday or the day before. So you can do that one. And then you have the Orlando Magic for Life Facebook page. Um, that's pretty much it. I'm thinking about maybe starting a YouTube page as well with the Orlando Magic for Life moniker on it as well. I'm trying to do what you guys do, do like, you know, snippets of uh, a podcast. I know it's not easy. You guys make it look easy. I don't know. You know, you got to drink. <laughs> you, you guys are drinking the Mikey. Mate, we're just winging it. That's all we're doing. We, nah, all we do is talk rubbish great. for an hour and a half, and that's it. <laughs> one of the, one of the best pods I one of my one of my favorite pods you guys did was the uh, the super pod you guys did with the the six man show. And that's my other favorite podcast to watch. You guys killed it in that super pod. That was a whole lot of Appreciate. fun. A real lot of fun. We enjoy that. Anytime that we can get together with with guys who who uh, who share that passion then we're happy because that's that's what we want to do it's why it's not always trying to get you know we've had uh daryl armstrong and all these other people but it's why we enjoy talking to the fans as well which is why yeah, we enjoy course. getting people on because it's it's hearing their stories and finding out about people and it gets everybody together it's it's a community and that's what we want right, man it's it's awesome and i really appreciate you guys having me on and the fact that you said that you've been trying to get me on which i was like floor when you 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 know when you uh facebook messaged me saying that you wanted me on the show i'm like what you want me on the show with you? <laughs> what, me? what am i what am i doing to, to deserve that you know that love from you guys i i, I don't know but i appreciate hey, it. you guys are awesome david once again thanks for coming on man it's been an absolute pleasure having you on now we're going to get into the uh season review i know we've just touched on a few bits there with uh with david so We'll we'll start, I think, with our prediction game. Um, 
that we have, Mike, two seasons running, Championi. G won it last year. year. I thought G. I thought you won it last year. No. Oh, 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 no. I apologise then. I genuinely thought that's all right. That, that Mike, you'd won it last year. No, no I'm not. I a didn't realise you were the defending champion, G. I apologise, <laughs> mate. I apologise. I'll I'll correct myself there. But uh, what I can say is that for the second year running, oh yes, <laughs> Captain Wooden Spoon here. Captain Wooden Spoon. <laughs> Paul, I'll bring it up on fr- proves yet again he knows nothing about basketball or predicting. I think my problem is I get over confidence and I get over optimistic about how we're going to do. Whereas you two keep going, yeah, one and three. I'm there, uh, yeah, we're taking four out this week. The, the pessimism has paid off this year. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> Can you remember what you got? What- can you remember what we predicted at the start of the season? I'd have to watch back. I think I said 25 at the start of the season. I want to say I said 25 wins without looking back. Can you remember? I want to say I said 22, but I know I didn't. <laughs> I, I would have said, I think I'd have said more, Mikey. I think I'd have yeah, said 26, I, 28. I want to say we did. That. There was, there wasn't there, there was an article or something where we were like, there was an over under of 25, wasn't there? Yeah. And yeah. I think I went. I seem to under. think I was around the thirty mark. I, I don't know what drugs I've been taking that day, but clearly I haven't been <laughs> something good. Well, well, we were expecting Markel back, possibly for season opener, weren't we? So you know, we weren't to know all of this. Well, that was JI at some point. <laughs> we were certainly expecting Ji back at some point. Exactly. Uh, but can I just say, in an effort to not win next year's wooden spoon, we are having Gary and Connell make their contributions weekly on the predictions so so as I've just got somebody else to go against because I think one in three I've got every chance to keep coming bottom but I want I want to hand the wooden spoon on to somebody else next year that's that's the goal that's the goal man we'll get it engraved Paul we'll get it engraved with you yeah. again I look forward to it it will hang on the wall proudly somewhere <laughs> <laughs> it will hang on the wall right our season record then four the magic 22 wins 60 losses not good um 12 wins at home 29 losses 10 on the road 31 losses i'm not going to pretend that it's good i'm not going to pretend that i'm happy about that but what i am going to say is i'm also not over disappointed by it i think that there's the record is <sighs> It reads worse than it actually is. We were in a lot of close games um, with a lot of issues around youth and injuries, um, people learning the game. And I think that we've got a hell of a position to build from. Mikey, what about you? Are you disappointed at the at the season? I know it's been a long, hard one. I'm definitely, I'm definitely disappointed. We all wanted more from the year. I know like we talked about our predictions and what we thought at the start of the season. But again, injuries had a lot, a large part of that um, and players probably sitting out a little bit longer than they probably would have if we were competing for a playoff spot. Um, that obviously played it. Sorry, that played a part. Um, it's what we kind of expected. Um, I, I feel like it was a success in terms of it was about player development. I think we've seen that with a lot of players this year. We've seen 
uh, we'll go into it in a minute, but we've seen Franz consistent all season. Wendell's got better as the year's gone on. Um, Cole, again, at the start of the season, the first half of the season, was showing flashes of what his ceiling potentially looks like. Markel coming back at the end of the season, and now he's got a full summer to get himself up to speed. So next season he can hit the ground running. There's loads of positives to take away from it if you just if you don't look at the win-loss column. Um, yeah. And when you think that we had a historically bad schedule in terms of playing so many games on the road in the first half of the season, um, we had that stacked against us. Um, and you've got a first-year head coach. I mean, there's loads There's loads to look at. Um, yeah. There's, of course you're disappointed 22 wins isn't what we all want to see hopefully we can build on that and improve on that next season but hey hopefully this is rock bottom and we can build from here I think also you've got it and I know I'm going to ask you something about this in a minute G but you look at December where we got player upon player out we've got bringing in G League players I think Lakeland have posted uh, or tweeted out about it's a record number of their players that have been involved in the NBA this season. Gee, December, do you think that was the sort of thing, those injuries and COVID, uh, the guys out on protocols, do you think that's that hurt us badly in that period? It did, but, um, and Mikey just mentioned, it, disappointing, you know, everybody wants more wins, but it was all about evaluating, seeing what we've got on deck um, letting everyone have an opportunity, be it players on the roster, be it people in uh, on the Lakeland team in the G League coming through, seeing um, like like we what we've said uh, many a time is you know throw it all at the wall and see what sticks. Um, so obviously uh, Franz Wagner is a massive plus. Wendell Carter um, has shown he he really does belong in the starting lineup. Um, and, and then you've unearthed a couple, you know, like Kennedy's only played a couple of games later on, but we already want to see him back next season. So it, it was all about evaluating, um, even seeing how uh, Coach Mosey would do, because um, obviously he's been thrown in the deep end. He's never been a head coach before. So um, all evaluation is probably the, the key word for the season for me. We didn't get that many blowout losses in that you know we were down by yep. 30 and you switched the television off um, so in that respect you've got to consider it a success uh, people are coming along they're learning to play together uh, and like the guys all said after yesterday's game sky's the limit um, th- they're all very good you put them all together all healthy for 82 games um, uh, and I was speaking to Mikey a little bit earlier and he was saying that you know what can we expect next year in terms of wins I'd be very disappointed if we won less than 30 next year. Very disappointed. So I'm expecting it to get better. Throw in the fact you've got a top, potentially a top three, if not, you know, it'll be top five or six rookie. Um, We were never going to win it this year. So we evaluate it's best to get another stab at getting another star in the draft. Um, and, And you put... That new person longs with, along with Suggs, with Wagner, with Fultz, wow. with Isaac. And, you know, you just need somebody to shine a little bit brighter, become that star. So it's about getting out of the, you know, 
of the dark and into the light sort of thing. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that I know that we'll be doing a pod at various points that are going to be focusing on the future. Um, and it, there's a lot to talk about there. There's a huge amount to talk about. You could go on forever and a day about it at this minute in time. But I want to build on what we've just been talking about, the where we've been talking about evaluating players and uh, whatever. But, and I asked, I know I asked David this, and I said I was going to come to you guys about yours as well. Your MVP race for the Magic for the season. So who would you have as our most valuable player? And who were you two also rounds? G, let's get, you go. You, you can go oh, first, mate. Man, man. Um, it's difficult. It's actually harder it's, to do. It is. Think about. It is. It is because are we looking at it as a full season or the portion that said player play? Because if you're looking at, at Your the choice. games somebody participated in, it's my guy. It's the goat. It's Mark Um, You know, he came in and he's put up outstanding numbers he's been very consistent uh, he's gotten his teammates involved he's been able to finish at the rim um, so for me he he's our best player He head and shoulders our best player um, but obviously if you're looking from the season perspective um, I think I think we're all going to be about the same on this so um, I'm just throwing that out there I think Franz Wagner you know did we expect him to be scoring 15.2 points a game which is you know Good for, I had a look at this, 84th in the league in terms of scoring. You said, if you'd said that at the beginning of the season, we'd have, you know, bitten your hand off. Um, yeah. And I'm sure Mikey's going to touch upon Wendell Carter. He's a massive Wendell guy. Um, he's proved his worth in getting that contract extension. Um, so for me, they're the three that stand out. But every, I mean, Mo Wagner has come in. In, in limited minutes in part, Chumo Kiki's turned the corner um, to be a va- very valuable, um, you know, tweener kind of player. So Markel, just because of what he did in the games he played, but overall the season, I think France has had the best season um, out of anybody. So kind of a two-way answer. Mikey, your take? Uh, if we're looking at the MVP, who's the best player on this team is Markel. I agree with G. But I think if you're looking at a season whole, it, it, Franz has just been consistent from the get-go. I mean, it's quite funny when you think back to Summer League, <laughs> watching Franz and Summer League, and you're thinking, yeah, I know Dan Savage has come on the podcast and Josh Cohen's come on the podcast, and they're like, just, just, just sit and wait and watch this guy. And then you watch him in Summer League and you're like, yeah, it's just he's just not standing out as somebody who a lot of people are hyping up to be this guy that's that's really good, a really good all around player. He's good on anyway. First game of the season, it's like it's wow. a completely different yeah. player to what you watched in in summer league, um, and and he's just taken one like just one game after another. He was getting better and better. I, I think. I think the real coming out party was when we when we beat Minnesota on the road and they had that big dunk over Carl Anthony Towns and one of the other T Wolves players. The bench erupted, everybody went mad. Um I think that's when everybody sort of took a step back and thought, hello, we've we've got something here. And then I think it was at December, he was rookie of the month and yep. See, and then month after month he got better and better. He's hit a couple of walls. He, he's going to as a rookie. Um, 
but I think consistently for for a guy that nearly played all 82 games bar a couple of injuries and niggles in the last few games of the season Franz for me is, has been our MVP this year he's been solid all, all the way around um, top three uh, Wendell's on in there uh, the guy I just love the guy I just I love the way he plays I love how hard he plays um, he's already come out and said he wants to find some uh, some Horace Grant goggles to play in next year which would be awesome uh, he, he's just he's just a workhorse People bounce off of him. He, he fights the rebounds. His his threes improve this season. Um, and uh, we watched it. It was about two or three weeks ago and they, on the broadcast on Bally Sports and they had him mic'd up and he didn't really say anything during the game. It was, just, it was just constant growling and just driving into people and bullying people in the paint, which I love. Um, and, and he's got, he reminds me a little bit of Horace with that physicality that he plays with as well. Um, so Wendell's been great. Um, he's got better as the season's gone on. Um, I still find it a little bit of a laugh that people go, oh, well, the Bulls made the wrong move. Look, the Bulls still wouldn't be where they are if Fuchs wasn't traded to that team because DeMar DeRozan wouldn't be wouldn't be a, a ball right now and nor would Lonzo ball. That team wouldn't be what they are without Vooch being I the agree. first moving piece. So that's the first part but we got a really we got a really nice piece back in Wendell um, I don't know what you guys think question for you do you see him as the four do you see him as the five do you think it depends on who we draft because for me he's a five yeah he's a bit undersized but he plays like a big man anyway um, and, and you see players like Draymond Green who's undersized if if we could develop into him into somebody that can make passes a little bit like Draymond does and facilitate. He's already spreading the floor with his three-point shooting as well. Um, I, I just think Wendell's got such a ceiling on him, but we all, and I'm going to, I'm going to call him out. And I, I always remember back to, uh, back to the deadline last year when we traded Vooch and I rang Geraint and he's like, all we got was Wendell Carter Jr. Do you remember kicking <laughs> off about this? <laughs> we, we had a laugh about this. And then this season, I, I mean, he's just, he's just gone on to prove how how much untapped potential we had playing for the Bulls. And yeah, he obviously needed a change of scenery. But uh, yeah, for me, Franz Wendell, top two, no problem. The third one, third one's tough because Fultz has been massive since he's come back in the team it's even in limited playing time you can see what an influence he's having on the team but I'm gonna go with Cole because he was a big part in the first half of the season he was playing really really well he had some big games um he's he's a big character on this team and I I feel like we'd be everyone's got a bit of a short-term memory he's not finished the season as well as he started um, but he's he's still been a big part of this team in helping competing on a night-to-night basis. And I think it would be a bit of a, I don't know, it would be a bit harsh to not include Cole for me. So the fact that Markel's only played like, what, 10 games, I'm going to go with Cole was the third uh, top th- in my top three. Well, I've got the same top three as you, Mikey. Okay. I've got the same top three. But I had the same sort of 
do I get, do I go with Markel because of the impact he's made, which has been phenomenal? Mm-hmm. And I also think that he's. I know we'll 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 talk about him in future pods. I know we will. But I'm not. Too, I'm going to say this. I'm not too worried about people talking about his shot still. I'm not too worried about his distance shooting. Um, if he doesn't develop one properly, fine, so be it. It's never hurt Chris Paul. It's never hurt Rajon Rondo that they haven't got that. Markel is incredibly intelligent. He knows his spots to get to, to shoot. A brilliant ability to drive at the basket. Um, He's so effective at reversing the ball after driving at the basket. Um, And his court vision is just incredible. If If we could shoot better... His assist figures would be through the roof. Um, it, he's just come in, come back in, and excited every single one of us. Uh, no, no arguments. But yeah, I've got Franz as the MVP. Um, he does everything, doesn't he? Huge basketball intelligence. He gets uh, the thing that's changed as well is he now gets the best defender on the opposition every game. Every game, which is where I think he hit the couple of walls, like you said, Mikey. He he definitely hit a couple of walls. Um, but no, I see him improve that three point shot. But hey, rookie season, incredible, absolutely incredible performances. Uh, I went for Wendell as as the runner up. Um, you've covered everything there. Screens, uh, brilliant rebounding, scoring has been in every possible way. Um, again, it'd be nice to see if he improved on the three-point shooting because uh, it will help space the floor and I think it would get him more opportunities inside. Um, and I guess if he could take a few more charges or a couple extra blocks, that'd be nice. But the guy has just developed to such an incredible level this season. Uh, love what he's done. But I'm going to go with Cole as the third option. Um, you can't ignore that he's finished the season as our points per game top scorer. Um, he's t- been taking field goal attempts. He's finished the season as the top assist guy per game. Um, Markel closed up on that one, but he has finished at that. So I think you've got to get, you've got to acknowledge what he did earlier in the season. Um, we're in a great position going forward. We're in a great position going forward. Now, looking at uh, season, some of the guys that uh, we forgot, where do you feel they are? Um, is there, has their stock gone up this season? Has it, is it in the same position? Is it holding or has it gone down? So, Mikey, I'll come to you first. You've already mentioned Cole uh, as your third in the MVP, but I'm going to ask you about Cole. Has his stock gone up? Has it gone down or what? Where are you with him? I would say it's probably around the same. It might have it, it might have crept up a little bit just based on the fact that he's he started off the season so hot. He was scoring the ball so well and he was having such a big he was he was such a big player for us. And then I think we got to like the all-star break and it started he really started to cool off and really ever since the all-star game. He's not been the same player. He's lacked 
And I don't know if he's lacked the confidence. He's just, the ball's just not going down for him, and that's a big part. He's a streaky shooter. Um, when it goes down and he gets hot, he's a bit like Terence Ross. Once he gets going, watch out. <laughs> um, but I, I just feel like maybe the second half of the season has probably dampened his his value a little bit. But I think what we saw in the first half of the season with some of the big games that he had, um, we've we've still seen those flashes of what he can be down the road. Um, again, it, it's like every young player, it's the consistency that we want to see from them more than anything. Um, but uh, I, I don't want Cole Anthony going anywhere. He, he, we want him in Orlando. Um, he's an important player. Look, and I, I think we've all, we'll forget at the start of the season, we were talking about this kid being our next all-star player on this roster at one point. He was playing that well. Um, uh, and then all of a sudden, everyone's sort of going, oh, well, Cole Anthony, now he's looking like a backup point guard all of a sudden. Well, there's got to be something in between that. Is he well, a starter? It's the injury, isn't it? It's the injury yeah. that he has. And and I don't think it. he's fully healed from that. So yeah, I agree. that's what I put it down to. Um, you know, give him a... Uh, an off season now to get back and ready. Uh, uh, he'll be back to being the Cole Anthony that we know. Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Yeah. yeah. Now, everybody's talking about Cole as potentially the new sixth man for our team. But uh, we'll have a quick talk about the current sixth man for our team, Terence Ross. Um, I think his stock has actually dropped back ever so slightly this season. That's no criticism of. Um, a lot of the performances, but of recent, he's he's had some really poor performances. I think it's actually hurt his value a little bit. Um, that being said, he's still come on and produced some fantastic uh, points for us this season. Um, I think he's he's finished quite high up as far as uh, the three points side of things still go. He's still averaged ten points a game this season so yeah he's, he's dropped back a bit but you know overall I think he's uh, he's hurt his stock a little bit but if we choose to move him on I think we can still get something useful back for him um, be it in a package with whatever pick or whatever else you want to look at uh, again that's a discussion for a future time but uh, if he remains he'll he'll still be a good shooter for us no arguments I think the only thing that probably dampens his value is just the fact that he's going into his last year of his contract, although yep. it's a little bit cheaper than it was this year. T. Ross, is he's he's 31. He's not getting yep. any younger. He's in the last year of his deal. You can argue that we probably would have got more for him had we had moved him at the deadline than we will in the summer. Yeah, absolutely. And that, that's yep, it. Absolutely. That's all it comes down to. And that's all. That's it. I, I mean... I agree, mate. I'd like to see him back next year, personally. Um, I'm not sure he necessarily wants to be here, but I think him, Gary Harris and and Rolo have been three good vets in this young group. And, and you, have and I have just... vet, you have to have a veteran presence. Yeah. You have to have a veteran presence. Now, you've just touched on somebody there. I'm going to ask you about uh, G. Gary Harris. Where are you on him? Up, level, oh. down. <sighs> Well, it's a funny one, isn't it? Because at the beginning of the season, you just want to come in uh, and be that vet, be in the guy's ears. Um, 
but he really surprised me how, how he played. Um, I, I wasn't expecting him to be so good. Um, given that he's on some 20 million per season, um, I don't think he's a 20 million per season player. Um, I'd probably put him in the bracket of 15 or so, perhaps. Um, so I think he's probably in and around where he was uh, in terms of um, grading him, uh, in terms of this stock. Um, would I like to see him back? Yes, I would, uh, because I don't think there's any big fish in the free agent market. So I'd be happy to throw a, you know, a, a larger contract at him um, to keep him for the first season. Um, and see what what else we can do. Um, Mike and I were speaking about this earlier. Um, Mikey thinks Harris is the best shooting guard on the team. And if you put Markel Fultz on the um, as, as the starting point guard, you have Gary Harris uh, as the wing. Markel's going to find Gary, and his shooting was uh, exceptional, especially from the corners this season. So you know you've already got that quality two guard. Okay, he's not a superstar, but you know, superstars are a few and far between. So um, I, I'd say he's he's held up in his value. Uh, and would I like to see him back? Yes, I would. Again, he's you look at it. He's uh, been averaging just under thirty nine percent from three points per game this this season, and he's averaged eleven point one points per game. And you've got to think a lot of that is without Markel on the floor because a lot yep. of his playing time was not in the last 10. So he's going to get better looks when he's getting a ball distribution off Markel. So I think he'll only get better. Uh, we know he can shoot the ball. So um, yeah. I'd, I'd like to see Gary Harris return. I thought it was a bit controversial when I said that to G earlier, but you, you agreed with me. And I just think, no. I, I don't I don't think it's the right move that you start Gary Harris at the two next year necessarily. But I think if we wanted to actually really compete next year, Fultz and Gary Harris is a better backcourt than maybe plugging Suggs or Cole Anthony in next to Fultz, which probably is a little bit more unbalanced, should we say. And Gary Harris is... 27. <laughs> he's having one of his better years that he's had in the last three, four years. Uh, he's and um, yeah, I, I just feel that that and would I'd give us points. a better balance. I, I would like to see Gary back. I would like to see Gary back. Yeah. And just on what you've said there about him coming into the starting unit, once we had to change the starting lineup, and Gary came into that, he fitted in, and that that starting unit was still really, really efficient early in the season with him there. So I've got no problem yeah. on the guy. And, and just to add to that, if you've got yeah, Jalen yeah. and Cole coming off the bench, then you've got Jalen as, you know, a bit of a defensive stopper, somebody who likes to slash and get to the hoop, and you've still got the shooting of Cole Anthony. So you've got a very good backcourt coming off the bench there. And so last... uh, a lot of options to play with, yeah. And one last point for me that I forgot to say that I said to G earlier was if you start a Gary Harris, you're then also not putting as much pressure on Suggs and Cole Anthony to have to develop yeah. so quickly. They're having to compete with Gary Harris for minutes and that starting spot, which is good. You want that competition, which is something we lacked during Rob Hennigan's early years when young players were just given the keys and just given playing time. I think that's important. Um, 
and I just feel I, I just feel Gary Harris will help us compete on a better level than than maybe playing Suggs or, or Cole. But yeah, I, I just it's good competition. But whether Absolutely. he comes back is another question. It, it I think I think money is going to come is going to play a big part into that. So on the yeah. subject of player who's in competition for minutes potentially, and does he come back? G. Mo Bamba, same question. Up, down, level. Where are you? Um, it's still the great unknown with Mo Bamba, isn't it? We see flashes and then we see regression, don't we? Um, you know, he could play 12 minutes and pick up four fouls and score two points, or he could come in and hit six three-pointers and get six blocks in a game. Um, Shaq said it on um, NBA and TNT. Uh, I think he was speaking to Cole Anthony at the All-Star game saying like keep on to Mo he's you know he's got it um, so in terms of where he is with his stock I believe it's probably still about the same we still probably don't know what he can become you just want to see that motor don't you in that he can bring it every night um, flashes are good but we, we saw flashes with Aaron Gordon and um how frustrated was that? How frustrating was that? So, um, again, if, if, I'd like to bring Mo Bamba back, but um, I'd bring him off the bench and he would be competing with, you know, lesser players. Um, but his length, uh, his ability to finish around the rim on lobs um, is, a, is a vital asset. So, um, definitely somebody I'd like to keep around, you know, at the right price. I, I think we bring Mo back and I've not been his greatest fan as you know I think over the over the last few weeks he's been such a strong player he's been producing double-double after double-double um, and his three-point shooting is such a weapon to have it really yeah, just is so, so reliable some, something to add to that something he said after I think it was the, was it the Cleveland game uh, he was interviewed by Dante, and he, you know, I think they got shown the practice facility uh, that's just opened across the yeah. road downtown. And um, you know, he likes what we're building here, uh, and he's excited for the future. So he was saying the right things. Um, so hopefully, he does hang around. Yeah. And speaking of somebody who's been uh, shooting the ball well, RJ, Mikey, where are you? I, I think his stock's gone up. I do a little bit. Um, yeah, I still see RJ as probably a role player, of either on this team or another team at some point. But yeah, he—I th- I feel like he's had his ups and downs. I think he got off to a slow start. He certainly picked it up over the, what the last probably since the All Star break. Um, certainly since he's been given more minutes, and more playing time, and he's had a what a, a more regular ro- time in the rotation. Um, yeah, I like RJ. He plays with good energy. He's got that explosiveness. He can get to the hoop. Um, his three-point shooting is starting to develop. Um, I think we always thought he was going to be a bit of a project, and he still is. He's still got, he's still got a lot to uh, to work on this summer. Um, but no, I, I like RJ. I think he he's he's another player. I, I, I think we could say it's for. I don't think there's one young player on this roster that none of us really dislike. I think they're all really good guys. They all seem to pull for one another. They all yeah. want they all yeah. want each other to do well. Um, and I think RJ's in that group too. 
Um, so yeah, for me, RJ stock's gone up a little bit. Um, I think he's got next year again to to show what he can do, but I think next year is going to be more difficult with Markel coming back now. Is he going to get the opportunities to play that he's had this season? I'm not sure. Yeah, but... I agree. I agree. And then finally, on this section, Tuma. Um, we've, I know we've, again, he's one of these that we've discussed all season. Um, I think he's starting to find his feet. Um, his defensive ability is fantastic. His three-point shooting is really starting to come. Uh, and that has been, I think, a lot of benefit from playing minutes with Markel. Uh, so for me, I think that uh, Tumor is one of these that his stock has actually gone up um, and more so over the latter weeks of the season. I think he's really started to find his feet. But we discussed this before, didn't we, where... Um, no summer, no preseason. He was he had to hit the ground and find his feet once teams were already sort of what was it about ten games in? I think before he actually started playing, he wasn't. It wasn't an early part of the he season. He wasn't ready, was, was he? No, no, no. So I think he's had to develop into the season and grow into the season. He's been a few weeks behind everybody else. Sitting's all star, the guy's played really well, and I think he's uh increased his stock. I really do. So, aside from the return of Markel, obviously, and the season that Franz has produced, Mikey, what's been your standout moment of the season? Your highlight, I don't care whether it's a player, a win, or a particular moment within a game, what's been your highlight? And not meltdowns. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I now would now. say I was, I was I was looking back through because this uh, it's a long long season. I, I think early on in the season we had the old uh, Bing Bong, the win over the Knicks yep. in the Garden. That was that was a good fun game. I actually thought probably the game that maybe epitomised the way this team's played pretty consistently this season was be coming back to beat Utah earlier on in the season. I think it was an early sign of. How I can't believe this. Well, have you got the same thing? Have you? I've got you, you're talking about the 107, 100, 107, yeah, first home win of the season, yeah, in yeah. um, that down 10 7th of November. That's the one I've yeah. gone for, yeah, down 10 points, come back to win the game, uh, against a really good team. Um, and we've done this throughout the season, like this, this team does not give up. And I think this was one of our first early sightings into, I don't think we expected it throughout the season, but this was the first game where we were like, well, don't count us out. Even we might be down double digits in, in this game, but uh, no, uh, for me, you, you're playing a, you're playing one of the best teams in the West. Uh, you're at home, you're young teams aren't expecting you to come back and, and fight the way you, the, the way we did in this game. It, again, it's just one of a number of games. And the other one I mentioned earlier when we were talking about the MVPs and top three was the win over Minnesota and and the Franz Wagner dunk for me. But yeah, the, the Utah game was uh, was a lot of fun. Yeah, that's the one I went for. Um, it's also the game where Cole went for 33 and yeah. heard it from the Amway. It was great to hear the Amway cheering and supporting the team in the way they did. Cole was getting MVP chance. Um, it was great to hear, and that's that was one of the things that I that was that was why I went for it. I just think I was uh, 
such a highlight of the season. <laughs> and, I was just, and I was just reading the notes to see that was what you actually put, and I genuinely hadn't even read that, but yeah. there we go. Right. So, oh, I G, agree with you. G, well, come on. It's just funny you that something different. I, I am, but Mikey's just mentioned it, so he's kind of took my thunder a little. <laughs> um, I know. It's the game at Magical Square Garden on October 25th when Cole had his sister and his mum in the first row um, when he scored 29 points, 16 rebounds for a guard, eight assists, and I think he had five personal fouls. Um, and the New York faithful should have been chanting MVP for Cole Anthony that day when we, we beat the Knicks. Um, Terence Ross also scored 22 points all in the fourth quarter in that game I do believe um, so th- that for me epitomised the team in that they don't give up um, and you know it was probably the win that brought a, the biggest smile to your face in the way that we played obviously you guys have touched upon wins you know we beat Denver at home Utah at home Min- uh, Minnesota at home um, a couple of nice wins on the road. Again, Minnesota. Can we just play them all the time? That'd be nice, wouldn't it? Um, Absolutely, mate. We've had a good record it, against them recently. The win over Chicago just, as well. Chicago. Um, even last night's win against Miami, just because it's Miami, you know? I, I know it was, you know, wasn't the full roster out there, but it just brings a smile to your face <laughs> when you beat any of those. So uh, no, but I'll go with that next one, that next game, uh, yeah. the Bing Bong game. In the same vein, I think you could put um, the the win against Cleveland at the that we've just had a couple of games back um, because of the way that they put the win together. Eight players making double figure scoring, um, yeah. a whole lot of assists. We moved the ball well. It was built on some. Some nice defence. So those sorts of things. It was. It. I know that they've been what very few and far between this season. But mm. when we've got them, you've got to cherish them. I think. And uh, but yeah, that's that's the reason I went for the Utah one because it was just it, it gave a view of what we can be uh, and where we hope that this can go. But yeah, hey, definitely. so fancy a bit of trivia, boys. I want them. Bring it on. Let's do it. Now, this season, we've used 22 players. I'm not going to ask you to name all 22. That's not what we're doing. <laughs> but I'm going to ask you a few stats around what they've, who, who's done what. See if you uh, can pick it up. So, we all know that Franz led the way, playing 79 games. Do you know who played the second most games? Well, it wasn't Robin Lopez. Uh... Um <laughs> Uh, I'm going to guess Wendell. No, he's missed quite a few games, actually, Wendell. Yeah, I know. Yes, isn't he? Um, I'm going to say Chumo Kiki. It's actually Mo Bamba. He's played Mm, 71 games this season. Fair play, Mo. I was surprised at that. That's why why I put it out. Really? But yeah, he's played 71 games. Two players have started every game that they were available for. So one is obviously Franz. Do you know who the other one is who's played every game that he was available for as a starter? 
Harry Cole. Cole. Oh, well, yeah. He's played, he's played 65 games in the season. He's started them all. And we now have one, two, three, four players who have made no starts. Four players have made no starts. Four players okay. made no starts. Devin right. Kennedy. Correct. Um, Bruce Dekis. No, he's back. He started. He started, started didn't he? Um, Michael I mean, Mulder. No, he started. He started. Did he? Yep. Yeah, he definitely started. Well, that might have been a trick one. Uh, uh, oh, my gosh. Start. Didn't start. Yeah, made no starts. Six man. Terence Ross. Terence Ross. Yeah. Made no starts. I was quite surprised. I genuinely thought they'd made one or two at, at various points in the season. The other two have been sort of they've not made many appearances for the team altogether at all. Um one was a point guard. Oh, that Who's was um Oh yeah, I know. So Schofield's one and Schofield. Gravitz the other. No, Schofield started, and so did Hassani. He started as oh, well. Oh really? Yep. Yeah, Hassani. He did. Saying, yeah. BJ Johnson. John- yes. Correct. That's one of them. Do you know what? I'm sorry, I've miscounted. There's another player besides the five who have made no who made no starts. Oh, Paul, I'm sorry, mate. Sure, I'm pretty sure Robin Lopez started one or two. He has when uh, one, COVID one them, was a problem. It's it's all the COVID time. One was a is a point guard. Oh. He's played th- three teams this season, and he wore number eleven Ford. for us. That's one of them. He did wear number eleven. Ah, uh, what's, what's the one that played for the Warriors who hit the game winner against Boston in the in the uh, last regular preseason game? Is that the guy? Jeff, Jeff Downton. Yeah, that's the guy. There you go. There you go. Well done, boys. Well done. Nicely done. Best nice. field goal percentage of the season per game. Standing at 52.5%. It's got to be Wendell. It's got to be Wendell. It is Wendell. It is. Just shows how valuable he is to the team. Now, give you another couple. Give me another couple. Most three-point shots made per game and most three-point shots attempted per game. It's the same player. That's got to be Cole. Got to be. It's not, not cool. No. Bear in mind, it's per game. It's not across the season. It's not the number of shots made. So it's not the number. Of... i either Gary Harris or Terence Ross. Um, uh, Gary Harris. Terence Ross. <laughs> no, no. I think somebody who's far, far more recent coming to the team. Oh, that's going to be Kennedy. Schumer. It is Devin oh, is Kennedy. Kennedy. Yeah. He's nice. uh, made three three-pointers per game on 7.4 attempts. 
per game. It's not a bad return. It's not a bad return for him. Now, I like this one. Two players made every free throw that they took for them in the Magic uniform this season. Two players did it. Gosh. Well, they couldn't have played very often then. (laughs) Michael Mulder. That's one of them. Bob on. Jeff Dalton. Good boys. Like it. (laughs) Well done. Well done. So there you go. I thought we'd just have a bit of fun with that. Yeah, that's quality. We could have got on. I've got loads more, but I'm not going to go for hours. <laughs> we only have 22 answers by the time you come through more. <laughs> no, we're not going anymore, mate. There were loads. <laughs> I thought it was quite good. Right. As always, I want to thank Mikey and G for joining us. David, thank you very much for coming on. It's been an absolute pleasure. We're at the season end and Mikey, Grant and I Connell and Gary all just want to say to every single one of you who watch, subscribe, listen, who interact with us on Twitter, Facebook, whatever through whatever whatever way you get in touch with us. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure doing what we do and having the relationships that we do with you all. And thank you, because without you, we're just talking amongst ourselves. I mean, that's effectively what we do anyway. Um, we just sit and record it. Uh, this is what we do most days. Um, but having you guys along for the ride makes it so much more fun. And we want to say thank you very much. We will keep um, the content content coming during the summer. The website will have new articles. Uh, G, you're going to be updating um, Magic Moments, the, the leaderboard yeah. for that. There's a lot of stuff to come during the summer. There's a lot to talk about, so we will still be here. Um, please subscribe to the podcast. Hit the notification button so as not to miss future episodes. Make sure to visit the website, orlandomagicuk.com. Uh, follow us Facebook, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter. I think Connell's got a few bits that he's going to be putting up uh, from his his trip. Um all those can be found at Orlando Magic UK. The uh, links will be all on the podcast. Um, to everybody, again, let's say just thank you so much. It's an absolute pleasure doing what we do. Uh, so until the next pod, from Mikey, go around to myself. And until next time, go Magic. <laughs>